Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. These guys have been decomposing for years. The Flowerland Garden Show is playing live on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. Good morning, my friends, across the fruited and rooted plain. We call it the Flowerland Show. It's your Saturday morning. Thank you very much for joining us here on News Radio Wood 1300 106.9 FM. Rick and Doug here in the studio. Christy's still on sabbatical, but she'll be back next week. So they hear rumor. Rumor has it. She'll be back. Engineer, producer extraordinaire, John Ilk, award-winning producer-engineer at the controls. Thank you, John. And behind the glass, she's back from a little bit of vacation. Dusty Miller, ready to get to work this morning. As a matter of fact, Doug, I'm looking over here. She's busy lining up phone calls already. She is, yes. We're going to take a bunch of phone calls today. Here on the Flowerland Show, this show will be yours. Not everybody has for a spring break. No, we're here. I understand. Yeah. We're here. Ready, accounted, willing. Here we are. The Flowerland Show, your Saturday morning. Coming up on uh, today's show, um, we will... Take a look at soil temperatures and GDD and why is that important? Well, it gives us a barometer of where we're at, where we're at right now compared to other springs and how quickly things are going to pop up, what we need to do. So we'll touch base on that and bring you up to speed. Also on today's show, oh, by the way. I've got a great story to share, Doug. Uh, a lady in Ontario, Canada. It's kind of... No, no, no. Hang on. Oh, she's uh, in Quebec. <laughs> and it gets pretty cold up there. Yes, it does. Very cold up there. I, I think spring arrives in June up there. Little frustrated little seedlings cranked up. And boy, oh boy. <laughs> Interesting. It's become pretty popular on Facebook. And we'll talk about that. What she did... I think I can see more people, uh, more people doing this. So uh, very interesting there. First of April, good time to assess where we're at and where we're going. And we'll try to deal with that on today's show and also answer as many of your questions or comments here on the show this morning uh, on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. Uh, 616-774-2424, our number here on the uh, here on the show. Uh, also, 
wanted to mention because this caught my eye this past week, and that is uh, bears, bears in the woods. Bears in the woods caught your attention. Yeah, because I'd be interested uh, from our listeners if you've ever gone into the backyard and run into a bear. Because I, I don't want to go in the backyard and I run know. into a bear. Me either. <laughs> and it's never happened to me. Now, I kind of I kind of <laughs> would like it to happen because I'd like to see it. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> but, but then again, if it happened, would I react properly? You know? <laughs> what do you do? And so this past week, of course, you know, it's early April, and the DNR comes out with their recommendations on uh, bear control and mm-hmm. bear encounters. And, you know, what do you do? Do you sprint as, as quickly as you can? You know, the old joke of the, the, two, yeah. the two guys walking through the woods and they come upon an angry bear and, and one guy sits down and starts to change his shoes and into his running shoes or whatever. And the other guy says, what are you doing? You can't possibly outrun this angry bear. And the guy says, I don't have to outrun him. I just have to outrun you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyhow, the DNA, uh, DNR, I'm reading these, uh, bear smart rules and the bear smart rules, S M A R T is S, stand your ground, do not run or play dead. So I, I can't run and I can't play dead. Uh, M, make noises, loud noises, and back away slowly. Uh, a, provide a clear, unobstructed escape route for the bear. Don't trip for over the, bear. The, the garden hose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, R, rarely do bears attack if they do fight back. Hmm. T, Treat bears with respect and observe them from a distance. That I agree with. I agree. So with you wouldn't be one of those guys trying to get the selfie with a bear, you know? Well, it would. It would yeah, make a yeah. great See, selfie. That's where you're going to go first. You'd get a lot. I got to sh- get a picture first before I start to slowly walk away, making noise. Right? <laughs> You'd get a lot of shares and likes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, not interested. Read in all the rules that. you want, but you're going to do uh, do what you do. As soon no, as you see the bear. They're saying, uh, hey, let's check in with Dusty Miller behind the glass there because I got to ask her. Hey, Dusty, how hey, are you? I'm fabulous. It's so great to be back. It's good to have you back. Thank so, you. Uh, you uh, you're a Wisconsin native. Have you ever run into a bear in the woods there in Wisconsin? No. Uh, what would you do if you ran into a bear? You know, I've heard multiple stories. A, stand still or B, run away. So I'm not sure what I would do. See? See? <laughs> There's confusion, and according to the DNR here this past week, they said, Dusty, stand your ground. In other words, don't run, yep. but don't play dead either. Right. Just make loud noises and back away slowly because they're interested in your bird feeder or your garbage can, not necessarily you. I'll give it to them. <laughs> yes, I will too. Just step I still aside. think Rick's going to get a picture first. <laughs> Probably not a smart <laughs> yeah. thing to do. I don't know. I just wondered if you had ever seen a bear in the woods. No one mentioned it to me. Mm-hmm. And um, there's about 29,000 bears in the Wisconsin area, oh. but it's more upper versus lower, up up north. Yeah, I would guess the same applies here yeah. in Michigan. Yeah. 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 That's okay. I like them up there. Yeah. Yeah, leave them there. They're, they're cute, but they're I don't cute, want to meet one. <laughs> adorable, lovable little fuzzballs, yes. right? Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know if I'd say little, but... <laughs> like Yogi Bear. Yeah, little. And his picnic basket. Yeah. All right. So it looks like you've... Uh, uh, Dusty, by the way, you've been busy over there. I have four calls already for you guys. 
four calls lined up. Yes. Okay, we'll get to work here. Thanks. 616-774-2424, our number here on the Flowerland Show on today's show. I would like to, um, you know, I'd like to hear if you've ever run into a bear in your backyard. And what did you at do? At your bird feed. And what, and did, what did you, did you do? do? How did it end up? Yeah. Well, obviously, good enough to call. Yeah. 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 Something like that could ruin your day. Yeah. Right. Um, and then also uh, coming up on today's show, uh, this past week, we lost uh, a friend, a friend of the Flowerland Show, a friend of all of ours, uh, and a person who was um, uh, influential to me. Uh, always teaching me to be curious, Doug, and to continue learning. Yeah, for sure. And that's our friend. I know he was your friend too, Doug, uh, Bill Umpkus, yeah, the professor. Yeah. In fact, that's kind of where I first met him was on the education committee in you know, one of our associations. Oh, so, yeah, for the Landscape yeah, Association. So he, he was definitely a guy that wanted to learn and think, I'm going to say outside the box, but he was way outside when his thinking yeah. uh, possibilities. So. Always learning. Uh, and he would stop by out of the blue to bring Bunket or, <laughs> or an just article, sometimes to talk or just to talk. <laughs> and he will be very much missed. And we'll do a memorial to the professor. You've heard him here on the Flowerland show. Bill Umpkus uh, passed away this past week. We'll take a break here on the Flowerland show and then we'll get to your phone calls. Our number is 616-774-2424. We'll uh, take as many calls as we can this morning because I know a lot of people interested in talking about their yards and gardening and nature. I want to know, too, if you've ever had a, a run-in with a bear at the bird feeder. Love to know that. And how did it all end up? What should I do? Like to know in case it ever happened. I don't want to run into anything that's wild, really, you know? <laughs> we do every day at work, <laughs> Every day at work. <laughs> Quick break here on the Flowerland Show and then to your calls. It's the Flowerland Show, your Saturday morning. Stay tuned. This year, be a smarty plants. Get garden ready with organic dairy dew available at all three Flowerland locations. Dairy dew compost, potting soil, and fertilizers are going to allow you to create the most perfect garden bed. For your healthy plants. Your garden will grow the most beautiful, colorful flowers and the most robust bushes and flowering trees. And are you growing a vegetable garden? Well, get a high yield on your tomatoes, your peppers, and your strawberry plants. With Dairy Dew from Flowerland. Healthy plants need healthy soil. Get healthy soil from Dairy Dew and your garden source, Flowerland. Wood Radio's Flowerland Garden Show is on the air on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. All right, maintain your composture. We're here for you, the Flowerland Show. Rick Weiss, Doug Waringa seated alongside Dusty Miller's behind the glass, and John Ilk at the controls. By the way, I noticed uh, Thursday, Doug, uh, a lot of people went to my personal website, which is thankyouverymulch.com, to read the memorial to Bill Umkus, mm. the professor. So we'd invite you to do that, thankyouverymulch.com. I wrote a memorial to uh, Bill Umkus. He, of course, is also in my latest book, I Need to Change My Plants. All right, let's get to our uh, very busy phone lines here to start off this morning, we'll talk to Jim in Grand Rapids first. Jim, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. 
Good morning, sirs. Um, once again, it's my yearly battle with that awful onion grass. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. What do I do? I've been spraying all the stuff you've ever told me, <laughs> and it ain't dying. It's spreading. The aroma is in the air. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the problem, Jim, is it's just this bulbous plant. So when, Yeah, I when, know. The problem I need to fix. Yeah, exactly. And you spray it with an herbicide, and it knocks it back, but it doesn't take it out because it doesn't take out the bulbs. Let me ask you a question. How robust is it in the yard? In other words, how sizable are the areas where the onion grass is growing? I got sizable, and I got spots. I got sizable on the left side of the yard. I got spots in the middle, in the back, in the sides. Okay. I don't know. I have an onion field on one side. And onion splotches yeah. in the other places. Yeah, yeah, and you know, uh, with a with a bulbous weed, the only way to get some measure of control is to rough them up first. And I know you've done that to rough them up so that they're bleeding, and then apply the herbicide control. Also, of course, fall the most important time of the year to do that because you get good translocation. That's what I was doing. I, I mowed, and as soon as I mowed. I sprayed your stuff, and... Uh, what did you spray, Jim? Uh, it would have been, you told me, I believe it was September, late September, early October, last time I cut the grass. Right. No, I'm talking about uh, what type of product? Oh, the... the uh, we'd be gone with uh, what, what color top. It had a certain color top, you told me, like a purple top. Okay. Yeah, ultra, ultra weed, weed beater. Yeah. yeah. Because it has carfentrazone and can uh, can help in cool temperatures. The onions, unfortunately, Jim, are a long term process that you're gonna oh have boy. to you're gonna have to stay on top. One spraying isn't gonna do it. Two sprayings, three sprayings, because they're bulbous. And you may have you may get to the point. That's why I asked the size of the areas. You may get to the point where some of these areas you're going to have to to manually pull them out, dig them out. And, That's what I was afraid of. Uh, okay, receive. but if I go out there now and uh, mow the grass and then spray, that'll help or no? It will help. I recommend spraying when they're actively Could growing early, and yeah. the temperatures are uh, 60 or above. So if you have a warm enough day, uh, go ahead and do that. But bear in mind, again, it's just going to knock them back. It's not going to. It's not going to solve your problem completely. You, you're just going to have to be persistent about it. Okay, because they're definitely growing now. Oh, no question. No question. And that aroma is strong, isn't it? Uh, more than I want to smell and see. <laughs> Good luck to you, Jim. And I'm sorry you're dealing with that problem. That is a very frustrating thing when you have uh, onions growing in the grass. Leslie's calling from Caledonia. Leslie, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. Good morning. How can we Hello. help you? Good morning. Good morning. Well, um, I, I think you can help me, and I just <laughs> want to tell you a little bear story because you ask, right? Yeah. Um, so my 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 daughter who lived in Seattle, they had bears in their backyard. The grandkids were so excited; they had lots of pictures of the bears walking around, and also their school closed sometimes because bears came down from the mountains on the playground. Oh. So yeah, that's a, a fun thing. Interesting. So, um, what what approach do they take? I mean, you got kids around, you got bears coming out of the mountains. Well, they going, yeah, I mean, what they, what are they recommended to do? I don't know what their recommendations were, but I know the kids all had to, you know, 
they gather him up and put him in inside the school when it was the schoolyard. Right. But I think the other neighbors were taking pictures, so they may, might have, you know, gone outside a little bit. Hmm. The, the bears are just looking for something to eat. Oh, so. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Yeah, not your ordinary uh, squirrels running through the backyard. Right. Not <laughs> something you see every day, exactly. No, so, uh, not at all. Leslie, you're looking to plant some perennials? Well, no. Um, I have uh, bordering our property is a lot of rough stuff that's been there for years, and it does provide some privacy because it greens up and so on. And I like the idea of the privacy, but I wanted to make it prettier. So I thought um, a trumpet vine, morning glories. Um, I know trumpet vine's kind of invasive, but it does uh, lend itself to hummingbirds, and I, I do feed the birds. So um, I I wondered if you had some other suggestions. I know I stopped at Flowerland. Your um, trumpet vines aren't in yet. They said maybe next week. So yeah, uh, uh, you know, and and up. Leslie, I have uh, I have nothing against trumpet vine. It's a it's a great plant. Sure, can it be pretty aggressive? Yeah, but in some cases, uh, Doug, it's ideally suited. Uh, Leslie's right about the hummingbirds and attracting uh, pollinators. And she's got maybe the perfect spot. Exactly, Something's a little bit more natural. Uh, exactly. They will they will require some sunlight. Uh, you know, where you see them grow the best is on telephone poles. You know, all by themselves, but. As long as you know what t- what you're getting into, yeah, they're fine. But yeah, it, as far as the trucking goes, it just depends on when this weather warms up just a little bit, and we can start bringing in more nursery stock. And then, if you're looking to plant some vines for privacy, also one that I would recommend uh, to consider, uh, Doug, would be wisteria. Some variety of wisteria, at least in my opinion, you want to talk about an aggressive there vine. You go. Yeah. Right. Yes. And Leslie, yes, honeysuckle too is a is a great choice. And again, your pollinators are going to love the flowers on those. Well, wisteria, that's so beautiful because the blossoms are purple grape like. But isn't that very difficult to grow? Hard to make it flower and all that. Once it's established, Leslie, there are legends, lore, and tales of wisterias taking down a house. It's so aggressive, or a fence. <laughs> Uh, it gets very woody and uh, can be very aggressive, and I think that that is a plant you could consider also. And I think some of the newer varieties are are better at reblooming and blooming. Yes. Uh, I think some of the older ones we talked about 20, 25 years ago was a little bit more difficult, but I think they've gotten a lot better with some of these new hybrids. Well, maybe I'll do both. There you go. Uh, Have some fun. Yeah, I- yeah, I think so. Okay, I, I, I will do that. Right. Now, because they are aggressive, do I check? I know there are, it, it, where we are on the lake, many people have them up on telephone poles and so on. That's where I noticed how the mm-hmm. trumpet vines look so pretty. But they cut them down, I think. Is that what you're supposed to do in some, the fall? Cut some them down? people do, but no, you I don't I think we have do that for control because exactly. it's really not a great place to put them is on telephone poles. Would not recommend that. It's one of those vines that you have to show. Right, I agree, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those vines that you have to show who's boss. And in some cases, people prune or whack them up or do some root pruning in order to get them to bloom, Leslie, because they will grow and grow and grow like a vine does in lieu of blooming uh, if you don't show it who's boss. So I'd recommend considering wisteria and, and adding it to the mix. I will. And I'm, I just, I'm just bossy anyway, so I'll have no trouble with this. (laughs) There you go. Have a good one, Leslie, and thanks for your call. Appreciate it. 
Andy calling from uh, nowhere at the bottom of the hour. Wow. Okay, hang on. We got folks on hold from Alto to Sparta, Cedar Springs. Hang on. We're going to give you a good swift kick in the plants here momentarily. We'll update you with the news first. Here on the Flowerland Show, coming up in the next half hour. A memorial to uh, our friend, the professor, Bill Umkus, and your calls and so much more. It's the Flowerland Show, your Saturday morning. Stay tuned. If you plant it, mow it, or grow it, they know it. Now, more of Rick, Doug, and Christy and the Flowerland Garden Show on Wood Radio. All right, maintain your sense of humus, your composture. It's the Flowerland Show, your Saturday morning. 616-774-2424, our number here on the program. Let's uh, move along and talk next to AJ in Sparta. AJ, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Good morning. Good morning, AJ. What's up? Uh, the reason I'm calling is uh, I'm having trouble uh, germinating uh, kale seeds. Okay. Last, last year I tried two different packages, and out of those two packages, uh, I only got two plants. And now I'm trying it again. I've got uh, by Livingston um, seed uh okay all right seed place yeah <laughs> anyway um i'm forcing uh the germination um by putting it in a glass and then paper towel around the outer edge and putting the seed in can't seem to get it to germinate there as well as i did put it in a in a, a pot a small pot and uh Trying okay. to force the, the seeds to uh, germinate, but I can't seem to get them going. There's another one that I've got is uh, lettuce red velvet. Okay. Um, 
my recommendation, my recommendation, AJ, to you would be this, and that is that with uh, with kale seed, generally you're going to see seed germinate in about five to seven days, but that is contingent. That is contingent on warm soil temperatures, and uh, kale seed can be difficult to germinate if the soil is cold. Which is kind of ironic because kale, of course, is one of those plants that loves the cool season. And to grow in the cool season can tolerate light frost is one of those uh, vegetable plants that we set out early. Uh, however, as far as the seed germination is concerned, uh, five to seven days, but you need, uh, you need to warm the soil. As a matter of fact, there are a lot of people who have success using a, what they call a heat mat. Uh, or they'll set them on top of the refrigerator, you know, the old refrigerator that gets warm or that sort of thing. But that bottom heat and the warmth of the soil, having the soil moist and the warmth of the soil is going to be the key to getting those kale seeds to uh, to germinate for you. Okay. You're going to sow okay. them about well. a quarter of an inch deep and make sure you've got a good quality, lightweight seed starting soil uh, because kale seed can remain viable for a long time. Uh, so I think, I really believe that that's the key, uh, the key, AJ. Yeah, well, the, the ones that did grow last year, I had like two plants that, gosh, about three foot tall. And like you say, they, the frost doesn't uh, really affect them until winter hits uh, because they're, they're out there and uh, oh, yeah. we're doing well. But yeah. like I say, uh, the seeds that I've got, you know, I just can't seem to force them, and uh, they're indoors, so they're getting, sure. oh, I don't know, 68, 70-degree temperature in the house. But, sure, uh, but A.J., that's air temperature, and I think what I would do is I'd take a look at soil temperature. If the soil is moist, okay. let's figure out okay. a way to get the soil a little warmer, and I think you're going to have success with those kale seeds, all right? Okay, one other question. Um, I already desatched the yard. And uh, when would you recommend to put down uh, crabgrass preventer fertilizer? Anytime between now and the next few Sounds weeks. Sounds like we can get a little rain, so it'll probably be good to do it now. Exactly, Doug. It's something we want to water in, so I would recommend, and we're going to touch on that a little later on in the show, AJ. We'll give you the soil temperatures, but it's looking right yeah. now with soil temperatures at the two-inch level that anytime between now and the next few weeks would be a great time, all right? Well, it's going to be a beautiful day today, so I'll get on the writing lawnmower and spread it. <laughs> Enjoy it, AJ, and thank you very much. Yeah. Appreciate it. Andy's calling from Alto next. Andy, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, Doug. Appreciate it. I am Professor Bill's uh, grandson, one of the many. Uh, just wanted to give a two cents uh, how much he appreciates the show and appreciate you guys and always appreciate a good conversation about anything in our world. Um, Grandpa had a good way of making problems um, relate back to nature, and uh, problems just seem smaller when you, um, you know, compared it to a tree or a bush or a flower. And, uh, you know, mm. and, um, Andy, always had a good conversation. Andy, you are so right. Yeah. Uh, our sympathies to you and to your family, uh, Bill, within the industry, to Doug and myself, uh, to many people, I, I love the way you phrased that, Andy, about how he would look to nature uh, for problem solving and always learning, always curious. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, 
a wonderful man. He certainly blessed me in my life and taught me a lot. Uh, and our sympathies to you and the family. Uh, and thank you for, uh, for sharing him with us over the years. Uh, just so appreciate it. Thanks, thank you for your call, Andy. Appreciate it. Yeah, I do want to thank you guys. I do want to take a moment to talk about Bill Umkus, uh, the professor Bill Umkus. He is in Oakley, one of those people, you know, has the ability to influence others in a positive way with their standing and experience. He's one of my Oakleys, and he never would stop learning. One of those guys who drove around with a soil thermometer in his vehicle and would stop and randomly take measurements, and then it'd be a March day and. I'd see Bill was calling, and he'd say, hi, yep, soil temperature, 40 degrees, two-inch level. I think winter's over. (laughs) I'd say, nowhere to go but up from here, Bill. And he'd say, yep, just thought you might want to know. Have a good day. He knows I have the ability to measure soil temperature. I can look it up on the Internet. That wasn't the point. He wanted to share. You know, you think about Albert Einstein. Many people considered him to be the smartest person in history. And Albert Einstein would say, I have no special talents. I'm just passionately curious. That was Bill. That was Bill Umkus, the professor. I remember last spring he was in the hospital. He called me from the hospital bed. It was mid-May and he called me to ask, why are the forsythias blooming? He didn't want to talk about his problems or the fact that he wasn't feeling well. He wanted to talk about why are the forsythias blooming because it had been such a cold spring. Always curious, always learning. The day after Bill Umpkus passed away, I went to walk the beach the morning of April 1. The sun's coming up in the east and to the west, the vista over the lake was just dramatic. It was winter and spring colliding in a classic confrontation. The sun was shining one minute and it was snowing hard the next. And I smiled and thought about Bill Umkus, the professor. He knew how much I love warm weather and how much I did not like snow and cold. And he's the one who found beauty in the snow and celebrated it always making the best of a situation. He would laugh, he would give me a good-natured ribbing about that four-letter word, snow. See, Bill was always teaching me a lesson. Make every day count. Celebrate every day. Thank you, Professor. It's like the vista yesterday felt like he was sending me a message from heaven to enjoy the day and to keep learning. So now we pick up the baton and share that with others. Always learning, always curious. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Professor. You will be missed. Healthy plants need healthy soil, right? Well, gardeners get the best results from organic dairy dew, and it's available at Flowerland. So tuck your petunias, your pansies, your peonies, and other plants into a garden bed infused with dairy dew. Your plants will have a root awakening, and that's a good thing. Dairy dew is the foundation of the biggest blooms and the most nutritious fruits and vegetables. Ask for it by name and enjoy the best your garden has to offer all summer long. Dairy dew, available at Flowerland. It's Open Lawn Saturday. 
and the Flowerland Garden Show is taking your calls now at 616-774-2424. Now more of Wood Radio's Flowerland Garden Show. Oh, thank you, engineer, producer extraordinaire, John Ilk, because this is the perfect song to play right now, Doug, as we talk about something that Bill Umkus would have been doing today, measuring the soil temperature. And I'm here to oh, tell gonna you... Oh, going to miss him. The soil temperature is in the upper 40s to low 50s this week at the 2-inch level, and that's right where we should be. A gradual warm-up is a good thing. The GDD is running ahead of last year. It's a beautiful day. The sun just came out. Yeah. The sun just came out. And you can see that with the plant material, too. At least it seems like the buds are just a little bit bigger than they were a week ago. Yeah. It seems like we're just a little bit ahead. It's just fantastic. So, folks, soil temperatures climbing into the low 50s. Things are going to wake up 55, 60 degrees. The GDD, growing degree day accumulation, it matters because it gives us an idea where we're at this spring. And I'm telling you, we're a little bit ahead of the past few years, certainly ahead of last year. That means spring is at our doorstep. The magnolias are cracking open. The hellebores are blooming. The witch hazel in full bloom. Crocus, daffodils. It's a beautiful thing. And yet the snow we had to the north would tell you otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why but I live here. But did you here. see the star magnolias? Are at? Yes. You actually see flower colors. Yes. See white. Oh, and I love it when the magnolias bloom. So sing it out. It's a beautiful day, let me tell you. It's a beautiful day. Yes, thank you very much. And don't forget it, folks. Put a smile on your face. This is what we've been waiting for. All right, back to uh, very busy phone lines. We're going to talk to Kim in Jenison next. Uh, no, hang on a minute. Uh, Terry in Marne. We're going to talk to Terry in Marne next. Terry, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Hello, Terry. Whoa, okay, we got a bad connection there. Let's try... Etta in Cedar Springs. Etta, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Good morning, good morning, and it is a beautiful morning. Oh, and yes. it's a beautiful time of the year because I've got all these seed catalogs that come in, and I've got a stack about six inches high. <laughs> and I'm, I love it. I'm finding all kinds of new things, and I've got a question for mm -hmm. you. I'm looking at a white... Bat, B-A-T, flower. Oh, yeah. That's a, con that's a, that's a conversation starter, Etta. A white okay. bat flower from time to time. I purchase tropical uh, plants for Flowerland. And uh -huh. from time to time, we're able to get in white bat flowers. And this thing, uh, it looks like a bat in flight. It's, quite, it's a fascinating flower. From time to time, we're able to get them in. It is... Of course, not hardy to Michigan conditions, but it is a fabulous plant. As a matter of fact, it's a zone 10 or zone 11 plant. Uh, so it's one that we take inside. We can move out uh, during the summer into a shaded area, which, by the way, um, 
its light requirements uh, make it a good indoor plant. And the reason for that is because it's native to the deep understory of Asian rainforest. So it actually prefers full shade or low light. Uh, so uh, this is a plant that you would see bloom in, in our Michigan homes maybe August, September, October. Uh, a very, very cool plant. So, yeah, if you're thinking about, uh, you know, taking a chance at it and, and trying something different, it'd be a fun one to try. Okay. Do you have them? Uh, not right now. We get them from time to time. We're able to get, and it's usually more towards fall when we're able to get that plant. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a bulb, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, it's listed as a work of art. And I can see why, because the picture is just fabulous. Yeah, yeah, it's, so it's very I, interesting. I could use it as a house plant. Uh, you could use it as a house plant. Uh, generally, we have them available in fall. Yes, it's kind of a, a bulbous root to it. And for people who are keeping score at home and are interested in this plant, uh, the botanical name is quite simple. Uh, you can look it up. It's T-A-C-C-A. Just T-A-C-C-A. -C -C -A. Look that up. Uh, but most people refer to it as a white bat flower. Well, you have just answered my question, and I, I'm, I'm delighted. And I just can't wait to get out in the garden when it isn't too cold to even get into the dirt. Isn't because it great? It seems like my dirt is colder than your dirt. <laughs> 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 That's a great because phrase. My cold, my dirt is colder than your dirt. How do you know that, Etta? <laughs> well, because when I go out there, it isn't drawing me like it should. Ah, you know, when it gets warmer, yeah. you want to dig your fingers in the dirt. Yeah. And right now, they're they're too cold to dig in the dirt. Yeah. Well, that's going to change soon. But I did check the Sparta area yesterday, Etta. I know you're in Cedar Springs, but I did check the Sparta area, and we're looking at. You know, soil temperatures after today, when the sun comes out, going to be right in the low 50s. And, boy, if we get some warmer weather, some rain, it's going to happen fast. So uh, get ready, all right? I will, and my Persithia has buds that are just waiting to burst open. Yay. That'll probably happen with a little bit of rain, a little bit warm. But it yeah. was cold this week. I agree with you. Thanks for your call, hey, Anna. Happy gardening. Happy Bye -bye. happy gardening. Thank you, Etta. Nice to hear from you. Bill in Holland next. Bill, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Yeah, good morning. Hey, thank you for taking my call. You bet. Um, got a mole problem at the end of the year last year. Uh, all of a sudden had all these tunnels and uh, the huge mounds. Yeah. And uh, didn't do anything then, but wondering is a good time to, or when is a good time to, to lay down the, the killer? Well, any time is any time is a good time for mole control because, of course, they're active year-round every day, and uh, you could consider some of the mole worms and active runways to help deal with the moles. As far as the grubs are concerned, mark your calendar the ideal time for season-long control, where you can put down an application that will control them for the year-round would be July. That's when the Japanese beetles and beetles are laying their eggs in the lawn and they're at their most vulnerable. So mark your calendar for July, Bill. Right now, you would apply a grub control that is more of a 24-hour, we call it a 24-hour type of grub control, especially if you're having problems with moles or skunks. So you can apply that now. 
But even if you apply that now, bear in mind they'll be laying eggs this summer, so July's a great time to apply a season-long control. All right, and I'm assuming that that is the best way to killing the grubs is the best way to get rid of the molds. Is that is that accurate? No, 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 because uh, the primary diet of a mole is earthworms. So your best oh. bet is either repellent use, like castor oil type repellents, or using, as we mentioned, the mole worms, where you look for the active runways, put the mole worms in. Uh, essentially, oh, okay. with the, the mole worms, you're killing the moles, and it's usually just a few that are doing all the damage. With the repellents, Doug, you're driving those moles to your neighbor's yard. Exactly. Driving them out, and then you maintain your yard that way. I think, remember, when you're fighting moles, there's many different ways to do it, and one is to go right after the moles. The other is to drive them out, and then the other is to take the grub control. But the grub control, I would really want to analyze my turf before I even did that. Yeah. Say, how many do I have? Is that really the damage? Because you may be fighting the wrong problem and not fixing the problem you're really trying to take care of. I agree, Doug. You can peel back some of the sod in a few areas and see what kind of uh, density there is as far as the grubs are concerned. You may be a good candidate to try the mole worms first, Bill. And that's so easy, the castor oil and the mole worms. That's probably where I would start and then save the grub control for later. Okay, excellent. Hey, thank you very much. Appreciate right. it. Thank you very much. Bill the Birdman is on the line here. Bill, good morning. How are you, my friend? Happy good morning, and I've got cold soil here, too. <laughs> <laughs> your soil is colder than my soil, as Ed I would say, right, Bill? I guess so. <laughs> Put I, your I, shoes I back on. From this distance, <laughs> <but>. <laughs> uh, oh. I heard you were talking about bears yeah. and bird feeders. Yeah. And I know about bird feeders. Yeah, I know you do. Stovall products, uh, the best bird thing feeders. about uh, if you've got a bear problem with uh, is to take your bird feeder in at night. Okay. okay. And don't get them started on a on a feeding habit. Um, the same thing is true for raccoons. If all of a sudden you end up with a lot of raccoon problems, if you can take your feeder in at night, then you can put it out during the day. And the birds only feed during the day anyhow. You know that's a great point, mm-hmm. Bill. I appreciate you calling in and and sharing that. Uh, by the way, we're at the top of the hour, but I wanted to ask you real quickly, give me a little word of advice. If I head out there and fill my feeder and I run into a bear, what should I do? Should I run? With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. No, no, no. <laughs> Just stand there for a moment uh, because he's seen you when you see him. Yep. And then make some noise and back away slowly. Okay. All right. So the DNR and, is uh, right. If you're in the bush and you hear noises like that, just move away from the noise slowly. You yep. may not even see the bear, but he knows you're there because their senses of smell are incredible. There you go. Set down your picnic basket and slowly <laughs> and back just away. Walk away. Just gently. Bill, back, always back, great back, to back. talk to you. We're at the top of the hour. Thanks for calling in. All right, the Flowerland Show. we got another hour coming up, so keep those calls coming. Call Dusty Miller, 616-774-2424. The news is next. Stay tuned. These guys have been decomposing for years. The Flowerland Garden Show is playing live on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. And good morning, my friends, across the fruited and rooted plains. Second hour of the Flowerland Show coming your way. Rick Weist here, Doug Wearinga seated alongside. And Christy on sabbatical will be back next week. Engineer, producer extraordinaire John Ilk at the controls. Thank you, John. And behind the glass, smiling face and all, Dusty Miller here on the Flowerland Show. As we start this hour, I got to check back with Dusty over there, smiling over there. The sun is shining. Hey, Dusty, how do you feel about chocolate eggs? Love it. Love yeah, them. Yeah, same here. Yes. I vote for them. You too, Doug? Oh, eggs, bunnies, it doesn't matter. And, and let's throw peanut butter in there with yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah a little peanut if butter. If you're going to go chocolate, go peanut butter too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, thanks for bringing in cookies this morning. You're welcome. It's uh, from Myers Bakery. Um, they uh, they own, look delicious. They, they are. I'm bringing them into the store after I leave the show today. Unless Doug and I eat them. And feel John. free. I got two more dozen in my car, so oh. feel free oh. to have at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, oh, my. All right. Well, um, Dusty, uh, you've had folks calling into the studio asking about Christy, and we want to remind yep. people, I asked Christy this past week, she will be back starting next week. Great. So we're happy about that, and Christy will make her return. At least we're hoping, Doug. Uh, <laughs> next week back from her awesome. sabbatical. So there's the news on that. Great. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Dusty. Pick up the phone line right now and call Dusty Miller. First time this morning, we've got an open line. So it's a great time to call. You don't need a green thumb. Any finger will do. Just dial it up. 616-774-2424. That's 616-774-2424. Also make sure to visit myflowerland.com. And also look for Flowerland on Facebook and Instagram for folks interested. And by the way, thank you for all the messages uh, in the last hour uh, regarding the professor. Um, my tribute to the professor is right there at thankyouverymulch.com. Read stories so you can read that. And take a look at those pictures uh, that I shot on, uh, it would have been Thursday morning uh, on Lake Michigan, the it was a kerfuffle. It was a, uh, a classic confrontation. 
between winter and spring, fighting it out over Lake Michigan. And I took those pictures. They're right there at thank you very much. Felt like winter one a little bit this week. <laughs> <laughs> There's a tribute to uh, to Bill Lumpkus, the professor. And as you scroll down, uh, Bill and I always joked about how much I do not like cold weather or snow. And, and he loved it. And he loved it. Uh, I love hot, humid weather, as hot as possible. Uh, and we always had a lot of good-natured ribbing about that. And it was almost like Bill was talking to me from heaven on uh, on yeah. Thursday morning as one minute the sun was shining, the next minute it was snowing like crazy. <laughs> and those pictures are at the bottom of that tribute at thankyouverymulch.com. 616-774-2424, our number here on the Flowerland Show. Before we go back to uh, phone lines, Doug, I wanted to mention I had brought this up in the first hour. Speaking of snow and cold, um, Quebec. Yes. Quebec. A lady in Quebec frustrated by trying to start her peppers and some of her other seeds and getting them to sprout um, and was having difficulty. So what she did, and she posted this in, uh, in social media, and that was... Uh, to improve her germination rate and the speed at which her new seedlings were started by putting them in an instant pot. Now, an instant pot is like a, a cooking pot mm-hmm. that is, uh, uh, goes beyond a crock pot. Speeds right? it up, yep. An instant pot. And so instead of making a, a casserole or soup or whatever it may be in her instant pot, she's putting soil in there and germinating her kale seeds, cabbage, peppers, etc. And she claims that it's made a, uh, a big difference for her. No word on whether or not she's contacted Instant Pot or going to <laughs> uh, start doing uh, commercials for them. But regardless, uh, she is in social media promoting the use of an Instant Pot uh, as opposed to making your Easter dinner and not, there, that, we, Doug, not you, that you recommend it or we recommend it, we'd rather use seed starting equipment, right? I mean, well, I'm kind of on the fence. I mean, oh. it's creative, you know, it's creative, but I, I'm not, I'm not so sure I'd want to eat from that <laughs> instant pot after you've done that, right? So you gotta kind of choose what you're, yeah, going to do. It's kind of like using the blender to make these moss slurries that you paint, you know, out in summer yes. on rocks and that type of thing to get moss growing. Um, the use of that blender for a smoothie afterwards can be uh, a little bit touch and go. Taste funny? I don't know. Does something taste Adds funny? a little to it. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk to Dave in Holland next. Dave, good morning. You are on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. Good morning, um, I'm I'm calling. Is it a good time to core aerate? You could core aerate, Dave. Uh, a great question. Uh, we recommend if you're going to core aerate to do it before you put down crabgrass pre-emergent. That was my next question. Um, but is it too early to core aerate, or is it just find time to do it and then put down the grab, crabgrass preventer? Well, let's put it this way, uh, Dave. The reason for core aerating is to provide some additional oxygen Uh, to the root system of your turf, especially if the soil is compacted. And roots roots and turf are going to get active when soil temperatures get to 55 to 60 degrees. And we're in the low 50s right now, and that's going to continue to climb 
So my answer to your question would be, Dave, April's a great month to do it. Just do it before you put down that pre-emerge barrier. Okay. Okay, very good. All right. Thanks, Dave. Our number is 616-774-2424. Give Dusty Miller a call. We'd love to chat with you in this hour. Jack is calling from Rockford. Jack, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. I have a question about my viburnum. It's a Carlesi viburnum. Yes. And last summer it just looked tired. The uh, blossoms were small and the leaves were small. I've never fertilized it. It's about 35 years old. Oh, wow. Doug, I do have a recommendation. I mean, Doug's the viburnum guy, so we're going to find out, Jack, what Doug has to say. But, Doug, uh, the viburnums that I've had, especially when they're older, I've found a good hard pruning will rejuvenate them and when i've done it i've done it right after they're done blooming do you agree or disagree yeah i agree there's a lot of things happening obviously you know the environment has changed in 35 years or 30 years uh, and uh, the soil changes the shade a lot of times structure changes the plant changes so uh, i agree with rick sometimes it just takes a a nice friendly head cutting pruning to clean it up and then the other thing is fertilizing Mm -hmm. feeding it um, that plant is really getting tired and is, you know, it's usually an indication when you don't have full size leaves and the buds aren't as big that it's, it's stressed. It's just not getting enough food. So that would be a plant that I would definitely come in with some kind of tone, uh, fertilizer probably, uh, and like give flower it a tone. Yeah. And give it a good okay. haircut as well. So. Oh, great. Yep. Great. Those are some I things do I would that. do. Yeah. Vi- viburnum is quite a forgiving plant and a, and a good hard pruning will, uh, will rejuvenate that for you, Jack. Okay, I'll do that right after it blooms this, yeah. this spring. Then. Yeah, is so, it a sunny spot? Is it a sunny spot? Yeah, well, it's uh, half sunny and half shade. Yeah, and that's the other thing. You know, they do tend to like a little bit more sun. So, And I've yeah. seen that with my, my viburnums is they got a little bit more shade. They got a little bit weaker plant. So, mm-hmm. okay. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jack. Thank, Appreciate thank your you. Thank 616-774-2424, our number here on the Flowerland Show. Uh, real quickly for our listeners, for folks who are keeping score at home, uh, did a quick check here uh, on my iPad, the degree day accumulation, just to make sure I've got it straight. And here in southwest Michigan, wherever you may be listening, of course, it could be different. We have people all across the country who listen to us and, of course, also share the podcast weekly. We recommend you do the same. You can get it right there on the homepage at myflowerland.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, degree days are accumulation, Doug. I'm seeing as of yesterday, 69. Now that's using 50 degrees as a base mm-hmm. for GDD, uh, 69. Now, why is that an issue? Uh, it's an issue because last year at this point, we were at 26. Oh, wow. In 2019 at 14, at 2018, we were at two. <laughs> we were at 28 in 2017 and we were at the identical point here in spring in 2016. So if you take a five year average that puts your degree days base at 17 and we're at 69. So we're running a little bit ahead of average. I bet it slowed down a little last week though. It slowed down a little <laughs> bit last week. And then like you said, if we get that rain they're predicting this coming week, yeah. And the temperatures continue to warm. We'll continue to see that and the reason why it's elevate. Yeah, the reason why it's important to us is because of insect activity and plant activity is going to happen, you know. So that's why we're aware of it. Plan ahead. Plant Plan ahead. ahead. Plan right? ahead. Yeah. All right. We'll take a break here on the Flowerland Show. We've got an open line. Call Dusty Miller, 616-774-2424. Now would be a great time for you to call, so pick up the phone. 616-774-2424. It's the Flowerland Show on your Saturday morning. Stay tuned. All of times Wood Radio's Flowerland Garden Show is on the air on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Okie dokie, Artie Chokey, that's right. It's the Flowerland Show. You want to get up and boogie, have a car full of bees when you're at the shopping center. This story was shared with me. Amazing. Firefighters respond to a report that a swarm of bees had occupied a car at a grocery store. That's right. Yeah, that's right. It turns out that a shopper who had parked at an Albertsons returned to the car with a load of groceries and while driving away, noticed something weird going on in the back seat. Swarm of bees had gathered in the car, entering through a window that was left open. What do you do? You call the fire department. And as luck would have it, an off-duty firefighter with experience as a beekeeper was able to help. They blocked off the area while this firefighter beekeeper hero, Jesse Johnson, used a hive kit, lemongrass oil, gloves, and a beekeeper suit to relocate the bees to somewhere more suitable than the back seat of this individual's car. Took two hours. You got a state for that story? A state? Yeah, what state? Uh, New Mexico. New Mexico? Yeah, New Mexico. Woo! Can you imagine? I'm just out getting groceries. 
the fire department says, get this. You're talking about running from a bear. No. No, you get out, you slowly walk away. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> fire department says an estimated 15,000 bees were removed from the car. Here's the cool thing. No one was, uh, well, a security guard at Albertsons was stung, but no to tell. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And it's, oh. You see it often, you know, these oh. stories come across, yeah. I mean, especially in big cities. But, uh, yeah. You go into the grocery store to get some milk, some butter. I was only in yogurt. there 15 minutes. <laughs> I was only in there 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Come back to the car, start the car up, start to drive, look in your rearview mirror. You hear it? <laughs> 15,000 bees. Yikes. All right, back to uh, phone lines we go. Our number is 616-774-2424. John's calling from Cedar Springs. John, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Hey, John, staying grounded. How are you? I'm I'm great. My daughter my daughter just uh, purchased a home in a subdivision. Okay. And the contractor didn't do a good job of leaving the topsoil, so it's very sandy. Uh huh. Um, bought a lot truckload of topsoil, and so maybe they have a quarter inch, a half inch of topsoil in the front yard and half the backyard. What would be the best grass seed to use, and is it a proper time to start spreading it? It's a sandy type soil, John, underneath the topsoil that they put down? Yes, correct. Okay, so they're going to struggle. Um, generally, it's recommended that when you amend a soil for turf, that you incorporate it with the existing parent soil as opposed to putting good soil on top of, I'm not going to call it bad soil, I'm going to call it parent soil, mm -hmm. okay? And it's going to yeah. have difficulty retaining moisture. Um so in, uh, in general, we recommend, uh, you know, uh, working that in with the parent soil. Some people would argue and say, no, don't do that because what you do is you bring old weed seed up mm -hmm, to the surface. Mm -hmm. So there's an argument both ways. Regardless, oh, so I could, regardless, John, could I take my a rotor tiller? you could, but again, what I'm saying is you are going to bring weed seed up to the surface by doing it. So at this point... Uh, Having an understanding that the soil, the parent soil, the subsoil, uh, does not have a lot of moisture and nutrient retention capability, I would recommend that you uh, select, and we have it available at Flowerland, a tall turf type fescue. Tall turf type fescue has a little wider blade, but it's more tolerant of both traffic and drought conditions, and that's probably going to be the best choice for them. By tall turf fescue, is that correct? Yeah, tall turf type fescue. They have uh, excellent blends, and that's that's what I would recommend you do, okay? Yes, and now would be a good time to set the seed down. You can do it during the <laughs> month of April. We Seed will germinate when soil temperatures get warm enough. It's not warm enough yet. If you were okay, to seed in the state of Michigan, the ideal time to do it is fall, like September. However, uh, you don't want to wait until September because you're going to have a weed another farm. Mess. Yeah, so let's do it now. in April, okay? All right, very good. Thanks you for you. guys have a great day. You too, John. Thank you very much. Jim's calling from Saranac. Jim, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. I uh, have a question on my Norway spruce trees. I have a whole line of them. 
go up and down the edge of the property, and I have some blue spruce. But the Norways dropped a bunch, and I'm talking, a whole, you can't even see the ground below them, three to four inch needle tips. Oh, yeah. And the blues, the blues haven't done it. So yeah. I'm wondering what's going on. That's because the Norways are more tasty <laughs> than the blue spruce, Jim. And uh, the culprit here are squirrels. Uh, we see that phenomenon at this time of the year when there aren't a lot of natural foods available and the sap begins running through trees or these evergreens. The buds on the tips and on the ends are very tasty. They've got nothing else to do all day. Well, even though they're first, they wake up different. Yes, that and, too. And the shorter needle spruce can have spruce. That's so. a great point, Doug. And that's why you're seeing that, Jim. So the squirrels uh, are doing that. You'll see that with some of that at the MSU Garden this mm-hmm. past week underneath some of the spruce trees. Uh, just, you know, about two to three inch long tips laying all over the place, Jim. That's yeah. what you're yeah. seeing? Yeah. Yeah, nature's pruning. Yeah, nature's pruning. That problem will go away, but you have the squirrels to blame. I thought maybe it was ice damage. You know, how can... Let's get into gas grills and eat the propane hoses. They raid your bird feeder, knock it off, and eat all the bird feed. They are fully capable of taking uh, abundant tips off of spruce trees, but that problem will go away as we get further into spring, Jim. Okay. All right. Thank you much. Yep. All right. Thank you very much. It's the Flowerland Show on your Saturday morning. Oh, by the way, for people who are uh, messaging me, got to make sure to mention this. Uh, My new book, I Need to Change My Plants, is available at Flowerland stores. So you can pick it up there. Uh, Reason I bring that up is uh, because one of the Oakleys in the book uh, that I write about is the professor, Bill Omkus. And, uh, and so you can pick up that book if you would like a copy for yourself. I need to change my plants. You can pick it up at a Flowerland store or you can visit thankyouverymulch.com. The link to where you can purchase it online is also there. And thank you very much. All right, we're at the bottom of the hour. We're going to update you with the news next here on News Radio, Wood 1300, 106.9 FM. Pick up the phone and give us a call. We've got another full half hour coming up. We'd love to chat with you here on the Flowerland Show. Give us a call. We'll give you a good swift kick in the plants. The news is next. Stay tuned. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This year, be a Smarty Plants. Get garden ready with organic Dairy Dew. It's available at all three Flowerland locations. Dairy Dew compost, potting soil, fertilizers will allow you to create the most perfect garden bed for your healthy plants. Your garden will grow the most beautiful, colorful flowers and the most robust bushes and flowering trees. Are you growing a vegetable garden? Well, get a high yield on your tomatoes, peppers, and strawberry plants with Dairy Dew. From Flowerland, healthy plants need healthy soil. Get healthy soil from Dairy Dew and your garden source, Flowerland. It's Open Lawn Saturday, and the Flowerland Garden Show is taking your calls now at 616-774-2424. Now more of Wood Radio's Flowerland Garden Show. Oh yeah, it's April, it's spring Makes you want to take your shoes off Go run out on the lawn And celebrate Dance Look at Dusty over there Those are some pretty good moves, she loves Doug it. Yeah Whoa Yeah, it's the Flowerland Show Your Saturday morning, thanks for sharing it with us Rick and Doug, John Ilk, and Dusty Miller here on News Radio Wood 1300 1069FM. I love spring, don't you? I do. Tulips are going to be blooming soon. The daffodils already in bloom. Already, yep. The hellebores are just absolutely gorgeous right now. And it's a deer-resistant plant. That's the great thing about it. The deer just do not touch them. And the blooms are just... Wow. Forsythias are blooming, right, Doug? Yes. Yes. I saw quince blooming. Witch hazel. Witch hazel. So Starting to see some of the color on the trees. Yes. Some of the maples. Starting to see some showing a little color. Certainly has arrived. Thank you very much for joining us here on your Saturday morning. Our phone number, 616-774-2424. Give Dusty Miller a call, 616-774. Almost gave out my cell phone number. You can do that if you like. do that. <laughs> 616-774-2424. That would not be a yeah, good thing. Yeah, calls all day long. <laughs> Robert is calling for Denison. Robert, good morning. Good morning, guys. Morning. Uh, Dusty thought this was a really exciting question. Okay. So <laughs> I, ha- I have a major um, crabgrass problem in my lawn. Uh, it's, a, it's a sunny, completely sunny uh, area, and I put down Scott's Weed and Feed Crabgrass Killer. And now how long before I can seed? Because I'm going to have some major bare spots. All right. Well, we got to get a few things straight first here a minute. Um, crabgrass in other words you would not see crabgrass at this time of the year so you're talking about the crabgrass you're trying to prevent this summer 
correct? Right. Okay. All right. Crabgrass is an annual grass that will germinate at this time of the year when soil temperatures get to around 55 to 60 degrees here over the next few weeks. So it's wise. And then you said weed and feed, but you didn't apply a weed and feed. You applied a crabgrass preventer, correct? Right, but it, it did have uh, a feed also. I, I think that's how it was listed. Yes. And crabgrass killer with um, a weed and feed, I think. Yes, you, uh, you are feed, correct. Not a weed. With a feed, but not a weed and feed. So in other words, it's putting oh. down a barrier to prevent crabgrass seed from germinating, and it's feeding your lawn. The weed, okay. the weed and feed part of the equation, Robert, you're going to do in May when the dandelions and weeds are actively growing in the lawn, and that's when you're going to apply something like that. Okay. Um, now, how soon? And now, I put this put this product down in mid March. So, when can I do the next prog, prog, uh, process? Some people would argue that mid March was too early. Some people would argue that it all depends on what happens with the weather and soil temperature. Was it the Scott? Mm-hmm. Was it the Scott's product, Robert? Yes. Okay, you're fine then. Scott's product has pendimethalin in it as a barrier, and it has a good long-term barrier, so you should be fine. So you're okay. gonna you're gonna wait until weeds are actively growing and the grass is actively growing and it's hungry before you do that second step. Okay. And it's all now gonna that- depend on the weather. Let me share with you that there are a number of people who had problems last year, and here's why. Last year. And I looked this up to make sure I was right, okay? Because my memory's starting to go on me a little bit, Doug. But, starting? <laughs> starting. <laughs> but last year, when we, we had such a cold, dark April, and last year when we reached the end of April, soil temperatures were only in the upper 40s, Doug, okay. or low 50s, where we are today here in 2021. And so... The point, Robert, is if you have an individual like you who applied in mid-March last year and the soil temperatures didn't warm up until we got to the second week of May, some of the crabgrass in July, does that make sense? Yes, yes, it does. Fortunately, you put down a really good quality product that puts down a an excellent barrier for crabgrass control. And based on the fact that both GDD and soil temperatures are progressing what with what I would call normal and certainly warmer than last year, I think you're going to be in good shape. So you're going to know when the time comes. But And stay tuned to the Flowerland Show. We'll talk you through it. But I would guess uh, you're going to be looking at that second step uh, sometime around Mother's Day or so. Uh, Robert. Okay. okay. Now run over the second, run, uh, run by me the second step again, please. Second step is usually a weed control and fertilizer. Your lawn okay. is busy growing. It's hungry. So people apply a fertilizer and the herbicide within it sticks to the foliage of actively growing broadleaf. It takes a different oh. pre-emerge control, which is what you've already applied. Okay. Okay. And no grass seed yet. That's uh, going to happen this summer. Correct. Okay. You're, you're yeah. going to have to wait for that because what's happening right now is that crabgrass uh, preventer that you put down would suppress the seed that you, the grass seed you put down. And so sure. there is a Scott's product that you can do for seeding, crabgrass for seeding, but we're thinking you probably did not apply that. Okay. Right. Okay. Yep. So you're going to have to wait till summertime then to put that down. 
And again, you know, okay. what you described, that's generally where the crabgrass is going to be seen in your yards. It's going to be by the driveway. It's going to be in the full sun. You don't have to apply it on everything because crabgrass likes the hot, dry, the places where it warms up earliest. That's so. a great point, Doug, for people applying a pre-emerge. You know, shady areas don't worry Not, about them so much, but you're right along a sidewalk edge. That's a hot spot out in it. the sun, and that's where you're going to yep, see it exactly. Yep. All right? No, I went overboard. I did the whole side yard, which was pretty much covered <laughs> with a lot of crabgrass. One more question. I Now, I put this down in mid-March, uh, and we've had quite a bit of rain so far. Um, do I need to do any watering between no, uh, you should, now? No, you should be fine. The The whole okay. concept is to water it into the turf. As a matter of fact, it's said that with pre-emergent barriers, it's best that they be watered in. If they're left in the upper profile of the turf and exposed to sunlight, it can break down some of their effectiveness. So I think you're on track, Robert, all right? Sounds terrific. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. A little lawn and order for Robert this Happy. morning in Doug's hometown there in Jenison. Paul in Grand Rapids is up next. Paul, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Yes, good morning. I have two quick questions. My first one is, when should I start feeding my rose bushes? I would start feeding now. Uh, essentially, in my opinion, Doug, it's when the frost is out of the ground. Roses are heavy feeders, and it's not a bad idea to consider during the month of April to do some, some top dressing around the rose. Yeah, so this is a conversation starter as well because all fertilizer is not the same. So uh, what, he's, what he's talking about using a granule feed Probably yeah, I use around. a bear, three and one. Yeah, or even a, a tone, a rose tone, which is going to be that too, slow yeah. release. And then if you did a liquid feed, then you'd actually do it when the plant was actually active growing, where the plant can draw that fertilizer in. So, you know, with roses, we love to use multiple type fertilizers because they're all benefits. They're uh, quick release. Some are quick, some are slow release. But, you know, to put fertilizer down on a rose bush right now is not a problem. Okay. Slow and release. Okay, my second question is I have a Crimson King uh, tree in my backyard, and I put the plastic wrap on the bottom during the winter. Mm -hmm. Is this a good time to take it off now? Yep. I'd recommend it because it's all contingent on where the sun is in the sky, Paul, and it's no longer on the horizon there to the south where it does its damage. It's it's climbing in the sky, and the well, days are getting long. Too much longer. Then we're worried about some other issues, of sunburn right. in, the, in the scale. So you know, it's it's good to put it on. What you put it on there for is that that injury problem has gone away. You know, the frost cracks and things gone away. Yeah, so, go ahead and take them off, Paul. All right. Well, thanks for your time. Have a great day. All right, you too. Thank you very much. We'll take a quick break here on the Flowerland Show. Cultivate a little commerce. Take more of your calls and get ready to sing. Warm up those vocal cords. Pour yourself another cup of coffee. I want to have you sing along with us here on the Flowerland Show as we do every week. Why? Well, because we like to. We like to smile. Sun is shining. Spring is here. Get ready to sing and more of your calls right after this here on the Flowerland Show. Plant it, mow it, or grow it, they know it. Now, more of Rick, Doug, and Christy and the Flowerland Garden Show on Wood Radio. All right, thank you, my friends, for joining us on the Flowerland Show today, enjoying the sunshine, the spring weather. It's exciting. We do every week, sing along, 
want to remind folks you can pick up a copy of my book, I Need to Change My Plants. Read about the Oakleys in my life, like the professor who influenced me. And also how throughout history, plants have saved the day. I need to change my plants. All right, sing along with us here in the studio. I want to hear you wherever you are. Sing it up. You sound marvelous this morning. Thank you very much for singing along. Let's get back to uh, very busy phone lines here. Rich calling from Grand Rapids next. Rich, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Got a question. When is the best time to trim an indoor fig tree? Oh, great question. Fig or ficus Mm. are just coming out of that season that they do not like. As you know, Rich, I don't like snow and winter. I love warm (laughs) weather. Fig trees the same way. Loves humidity. Uh, In winter, it pouts. It will drop some of its foliage. It does not like it. And now we're entering the longer days of spring, and the weather's going to warm up. As a matter of fact, if you can move this plant, Rich, you'd take it outside and go ahead and prune it, and it's going to stimulate new growth. And now's a great time to do that. Great. I, will. I appreciate that. And uh, it loves the outside, so I will definitely move it outside when it gets a little warmer. Yeah, Next. and then uh, Right now you can see what branches or limbs are dead or twigs are dead, and it'll refer, uh, flush quickly. Yeah, so feed I've it. Had it for, I've had it for 40 years, and it's, oh. uh, it's growing pretty well. So. Fantastic. Feed it. Uh, now would be a good time to feed it also. And if you're moving it outside or anyone who's going to be moving houseplants outside, first of all, it's too early. We want to wait until the danger of frost is passed, uh, usually here in West Michigan around May 10th. And then secondly, when you move a, a plant like your fig there, Rich, outside, we want to put it in dappled shade or shade with some protection from the wind. Otherwise, the foliage is going to bleach out. And, you know, Doug, the best analogy I can give, and I see that on the lakeshore, is we finally get some warm weather and people run to the beach and they're wearing just their bathing suit <laughs> and uh, they haven't, pre- and they get burned pretty good that first time out. First hour. <laughs> the first hour. So uh, you got to yes, keep that do. in mind. Yes. Uh, Rich, thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Thank you, gentlemen, very much. Have a great day. All right. You too. Uh, up next, uh, Sue is calling us from Bightley, Michigan. Sue, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. Good morning, Sue. What's up? I had called last fall about the black tar spots on my maple tree. Sure. And you recommended melorganite. Well, melorganite is not going to fix your tar spot. Tar spot on maple trees occurs on an annual basis, some years worse than others, contingent on the weather. When you have a wet, cloudy spring, uh, that tar spot will start on the foliage, especially densely foliated trees. We had recommended melorganite for the fact that you feed the trees, and it's a good idea to feed a tree and keep that tree nice and healthy, but it's not going Mm -hmm. to cure the black spot on that tree. 
all right. So I did that last fall. I was wondering, do I need to do that again this spring? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Oh, okay. Yeah, and a lot no. of times we don't even treat uh, tire spot because it really doesn't have a lot of effect on the tree, a little bit on the foliage. Uh, we worry a little bit about the weather we're going to have next week because, you know, when that uh, leaf starts to break, that's the most time that um, the fungus can set in, and with wet, cold weather, that could be huge. So, But as a rule, we don't even treat it. So we, we'd rather feed the tree, and I think that's probably what we were telling you. Right. Keep the tree as healthy uh-huh. as you can because a few black spots on the foliage is not going to hurt it. And the way to okay. mitigate well, it, Sue, would be in the winter if some pruning is done to the tree to open up the canopy for light and air movement. That helps, too. But every oh, season right. is different, different, and the weather constantly changes, and that's why we talk about it so much. All right. All right. Well, it's just rather unsightly, and it's it not is. a few spots. So yep. I was trying to find out how I could cut yep. it off at the pass. Yeah, hopefully this will be a better year. Remember, Sue, as I reminded folks with the crabgrass issue also, uh, last year, April, very cold, very cloudy, all the way culminating on, I think it was something like May 9th when we had overnight temperatures that were in the low 20s. And then it finally warmed up. Uh, But as Doug mentioned, when those maple leaves come out first in spring, that's when they're at their most vulnerable. Yep. And, uh, and that's when that, uh, a problem like that. I mean, if it's not big, you could have it treated, but generally we let them go. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just wanted to make sure if I needed to put that I think you're good to go, Sue, and thank you very much. Richard calling from White Cloud. Richard, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Hello, Richard calling from White yeah. Cloud. Good morning. Yeah, do you hear me now? Yep, gotcha. Okay. Uh, you answered half of my question already because I was asking about, wanted to know about the last day of frost. Um, so, because I was wondering with the ground temperatures being so warm, uh, has that changed that very, very much from the normal one? Uh, you know, May, early May. Is I wish it did, but it does. yeah, that's not because I'll tell you what any <laughs> any meteorologist or anybody who's been around the block is going to remind me. Hey, Rick, we're going to get snow again. Yet. Hey, Rick, we're going to get some freezing temperatures. Yeah, then yet. I usually get hit, and and you usually do when you least expect it. Right? Yes. And so it's like a cold shower, you know? So, uh, Richard, as far as the tomato plants are concerned, starting them indoors, hardening them off. But, again, I'm going to use May 10 as my my marker for generally when our last frost date uh, uh, occurs. Hopefully this year, and it's feeling that way, the soil temperatures will be plenty warm at that point also. Uh, but certainly too early to to set out tomato plants. Yeah, well, I've got garlic that's already up about three inches that I planted last fall. Wonderful. And should I then should I then uh, throw a cover over them if no, we get a hard no. frost? No, they're hardened off, and you did. A lot of people will fall plant garlic, and you're good to go. Uh, it's you know even your coal crops uh, soon we'll be planting some of the coal crops. We put peas in the ground. Uh, your coal crops, C-O-L-E, like broccoli, cauliflower, those kind of plants, soon we're going to be able to plant those out also. But very frost-sensitive plants like tomatoes or cucumbers or peppers, we're going to have to wait a little while. Even a yet, cold Richard. wind for those guys, you know. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, my grandmother always said that you had to put your t- 
potatoes in the ground uh, Easter weekend ah. uh, when she was raised in Montana. Okay. Uh, okay. Which is a lot colder than it is here. <laughs> but, but you said potatoes, not tomatoes, right? Yeah, <laughs> potatoes. Yeah, yeah. So let's so, let's but, wait on those tomatoes. You know, I'm anxious just like you, Richard. I can't wait. Can't wait. And thanks for your yeah. call. Appreciate it. I'd like to have it April 10 as our last first oh. day, but I don't think it's going to happen. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful Easter weekend, my folks, my friends across the fruited and rooted plain. And thank you for supporting the Flowerland Show. Share the podcast. You can get it at myflowerland.com. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, John. Thanks, Dusty. Have a great weekend. You can't go. All the plants are going to die. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.